have one request here for uh, Sister Vicki Tidwell. We want to continue to remember her and the family that God will just be with them through this uh, trying time right now. But we believe God is in control of all things so we just put it in his hands this morning. Amen. If you have something on your heart, just make it known by another lifted hand. God sees all the needs in the service today and he's very mindful of each and every one of us. Traffic's ridiculous, but you know what? That's just the devil trying to keep you away from a blessing. We're going to have a church service this morning. God's going to come speak to hearts. He's going to go and touch us. You believe that? Let's lift up and pray together as a church. Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, what an opportunity to worship you this morning, Lord. Lord, we wake up in our right minds with a desire to come to the house of the Lord. Lord, we have a desire to sing your songs, to lift our hands up, to worship you. Lord, to thank you, Lord, and to give you our praise and our love, Lord. Lord, we ask you to come down each aisle this morning, Lord. Touch your people, Lord. Touch your children, Lord. You see the needs upon the heart. You see our sister Vicki fighting a battle, Lord. You see our brother Greg in a battle, Lord. You see the loved ones that we have and family that's in a battle. You see each and every hand that was raised. Lord, we ask you to come minister in a mighty way this morning, Lord. Speak to our hearts. Encourage us, Lord. Lift us up in a mighty way, Lord. Touch Brother Mark, the musicians, Lord. Let them be led to walk down the channels to prepare us for the word, Lord. Touch our pastor, Brother Joseph, Lord. Anointing me specially this morning, Lord, to step out behind that veil, Lord, and speak the words of eternal life, Lord. Lord, we ask you to come receive your worship this morning, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for it. In thy lovely name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. And you can be seated just for a moment and we'll do our reports this morning and excuse us online for a second. Brother Martin, are you going to raise your hands? You're going to clap your hands? Are you going to worship him? Amen. God bless you, brother. I love Brother Johnson to come before me. He's a good cheerleader. Yeah. Hope y'all listen to him this morning. Amen. Worship the Lord. Amen. Let's sing this together. Be glad. Well, I'm laying up my treasures in that home above. Trusting, fully trusting in my Savior's love. Doing what I can for heaven's holy love. Oh, I'm getting ready to leave this world. Getting ready to leave this world. Oh, I'm getting ready for the gates of pearl. I'm keeping my record watching. of his saving grace in each earthly trial I his love can trace I'm sure that up in him I'm gonna find a place oh cause I'm getting ready to leave this world getting ready to leave this world I'm getting 
God that you're free this morning from this world of sin. And trust me, it's a world that's full of sin this morning. I just thank him for his deliverance. And to he that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne as I am going to sit with my father in his throne. Amen. How many overcomers this morning? Praise the Lord. Um, Brother uh, Diggs here a couple of weeks ago, he uh, had mentioned the song uh, when he was speaking, and I thought, ooh, that sounds good. And so I went and looked it up, and it did. It sounded even better than it sounded when he said the words. So that has, has got inside of me, and it is on fire this morning. So I pray that each and every one of us this morning have this testimony. That we're not going to let this world get to us. We're going to overcome. It's going to take something stronger than this old world to keep us away from our Lord Jesus. We're going to try to sing this today. The musicians are surprised probably. But uh, I'm not worried to sing anything with them because they're so good, you know, this morning. Let's try to sing this we can. B flat. Strong winds are blowing with an unrelenting force. People running to and fro, they don't know what's going on. And men's hearts are failing because of turmoil in the land. Church doors are closing. Preachers just can't take a stand, but it's gonna take a stronger wind than this to keep me from my promises. It's gonna take a stronger wind than this to turn me around. It's gonna take a stronger wind than this because my feet are on solid ground. Searching for the true and living God. There's a famine in the land, and the word seems null and void. They have eyes but cannot see, they have ears but cannot hear. They only knew scripture that no Jesus Christ is here, and it's gonna
take a stronger win than this to keep me from my promises. Amen. Or to turn me around. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's try to sing this if we can in kids too. Oh, give up and let Jesus take over. Oh, give up and let Jesus take over. Give up and let Jesus take over. So hard for us to take our hands off of things. But if we can just learn to do that, life would be a lot simpler for us. If we, Lord, you just take care of it. I can't do it. I'm not able to do it. But I know you've already overcame it and you've done it. Amen. We'll let you have your seats this morning as we have our ushers to come and receive the morning offering. You just give unto the Lord. And I know he'll bless you for that. I think we have a birthday uh, tomorrow, Sister Tiffany uh, Holder is celebrating her birthday, so we want to give her a big hand this morning, if you will. Uh, we 
just going to sing one more chorus, and we're going to have Brother Zion, if you will, to come this morning and sing for us. Uh, key of G. <laughs> And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. fellowship with you all here this morning. Just hope that this song will be a blessing. Blessing and breaking your word. 
many feel that way this morning? Lord, I'll never stop singing your praise. Amen. It's hard for me to stop this morning. I could sing 15 more songs. I just feel so good today. Where you out? Uh, a lot of people would start being dismissed, I imagine. But uh, anyway, we, we're just looking forward to what God has in store for us today from his word. So if you'll just stand with me today as we invite our pastor to come and to deliver what the Lord has laid on his heart for us today. Amen. How many are ready to receive what he has? Amen. We'll sing this course together. I believe it's in A flat. Uh, I forgot to mention, I didn't, didn't know, but uh, Lucy Miller's birthday is also... Uh, today, so I want to wish her a happy birthday. Amen. And also, uh, Brother George Moore is going to be celebrating his birthday on Wednesday, so he's streaming. Happy birthday, Brother George. We love you this morning. At night, I lay in bed and I began to And my mind just seems to know exactly why I can't explain. Oh, I can't explain with tongue or pen the Spirit's growth. feel it this morning let's say it and I feel the a deep calling. Oh, there's a deep call to the deep, and it's like a great man 
hope you feel it this morning. Why don't you sing it? And I feel the this morning. What a pleasure to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no greater place that you can be than to find yourselves in His presence. Because in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. It's where we're fulfilled. So we greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. A very big happy Father's Day to all of our fathers God bless you. Let's give them a round of applause this morning. We thank God for each and every one of you. What a time and an hour we're living to see God's grace and His mercy that has been extended to all of us. So many times when we slip up and we fall and we come short, yet the mercies of God are always there for us. And sometimes we feel as though we exhaust the mercy and the grace of God, but it is like an endless ocean where there's no bottom. You see, even though we come short and we sin, we still hear Him calling our names this morning. The grace of God that extends to us in these last days. God is not a poor architect or a, a father, but He has preserved for us abundantly in this age how grateful we are today the brethren will come this is the tide of first fruit you give to the lord and god will bless you his grace and mercy has brought me through i want you to worship god with us now as we sing. your grace and, and your mercy brought me through has brought me can i get a witness Hallelujah. And I'm living this moment because of you. I want to thank you. Oh, and I want to thank you. And praise you. And praise Brought me through. 
to be with you today in the house of the Lord. You know, we, we in this life today, in our society, uh, the, the world has made it so to where we're so busy with busyness. Yes. We're, we're all busy. Every one of us, there's not a spare hour that's left in the day anymore for anything. I, I just, seems like I'm just falling behind more and more. The more I try to catch up I'm just running from the moment that I get up in the morning, Sister Shirley. I'm running. I'm running for my life. I'm trying to play catch up. You know, I could just, this last few weeks has been so busy for me. And, I, you know, I, I try to stay healthy uh, for, you know, for my family, for, for God, most of all, that I can be a, a blessing to the body of Christ, to stay healthy, to stay fit. So I, I'm not, you know, adding on any more on this corrupt body that we live in and uh, I just it's just is become such a, a busy world for me in just the last few weeks or so I've been so busy just hadn't been able to get up myself and you know run or exercise or do all those things from the time my feet hit the ground until it's dark I'm still running and it, you know it is you understand you can say amen I, I just, but I thank God that we we're here today. I thought it was kind of strange, a little ironic yesterday. You know, I just resting my mind a little bit after being in the study all day just by myself. I visited a little Asian restaurant here in town that I really enjoy going to a little Thai restaurant there. You know, when you get through eating at these Asian restaurants, they'll give you your ticket and they'll give you a fortune cookie. I thought, well, let me just check this out and see what it's all about. I busted it open, and it says, you can improve on your routine exercise. I said, man, even Buddha can talk to you. See, what I did, I got up at 5 o'clock this morning, and I ran for my life. I can take instruction from Buddha, too. Amen. But we're just happy to be here. and. If I hadn't responded to your texts or your calls, I'm running for my life. My own daughter is here. She tried to call me, and I hadn't even talked to you. I love you, sweetheart. Amen. They give up so much for their dad, and I'm just thankful for good, understanding children that loves their parents. So we appreciate each and every one of you. Let me say this. Uh, The Lord willing, I've been praying about some things here. In the fall, you know, we have our uh, fall meetings here the first uh, weekend in November, and I just I've been praying, uh, trying to find the leadership of the Lord. Nothing is real concrete as yet. I'm still working on it. But uh, I, it seems like I heard the Holy Spirit says, you need a tent meeting. How many here has been an old-fashioned tent meeting? Holy Ghost preaching tent meeting. Where you have sawdust on the ground. And you just have good music and worship. And people shout all over the place. And they take their shoes off and sawdust go to flying in the air. 
and everybody's hair is full of sawdust. And when you come out from under the tent, you wonder what happened. You've been hit by the Holy Ghost. So I've been really praying about it, and I'm just looking into it. I'd like for you to pray with me about it. I'm looking at putting a tent up beside the church here in the fall and have a solid week of old-fashioned Holy Ghost tent meeting. I mean, we're going to worship and worship and preach and worship some more. And you're going to go to church from Sunday to Sunday, no complaining. You're going to know what it feels like to live under the tent for a solid week and have Holy Ghost revival. You see, some of these young people in this church have never been in that. They need to know what it feels like, that Holy Ghost religion. That kind of just sticks to your soul uh, this morning. So we're praying about it. I'm calling the city right now. We're trying to get that all together. I've been working on both the organs. We've got a B3 and a C3 in the back and getting them all ready and popped up. Just about got them completely restored. We're going to take one of them out in the tent and we are going to have worship. And Brother Mark, you can sing as long as you want to. As long, hey, listen, as long as you can stand as long as I can preach. That's the deal. Okay, you sing as long as you want to, but remember, I'm going to double the time. But we're going to have a good time in the presence of the Lord. We'll have brothers from across the country that comes in and to minister each night. Singers from across the country and have a good... I want to show you what we came out of. I want to show you our heritage. I want our young people to know what we came up under. This is why we can't walk away from this. It's part of our origin. It's part of our makeup. It's part of who we are It is our heritage. So you just pray about it, and I know the Lord will give us direction and help us as I try to get these permits with the city this week, and we move on. I've contacted a couple of brothers who already have some tents, so we'll set them up. And Brother Matt, we're going to sing like we never sing before. Hallelujah. How many like that? Just have a good week of tent revival and worship Jesus Christ. Good to see each and every one of you. Brother Leonard, God bless you. A special Happy Father's Day to you today. I got up thinking about you today. God bless you. Amen. Brother God, God bless you as well. My brothers, all of you, we certainly appreciate you today. It's good to be in in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Appreciate our musicians. I'm going to take you right straight to the Word today as the Lord has laid a little message upon my heart to speak to you um, as a congregation. It's Father's Day, so we thank the Lord for that. Someone brought this little plaque to me this morning and showed it to me. It was given to them by their children, their daughter. It says, they need us more than we realize. They need us more than our plans. As parents, we realize that we are owned by our children. Everybody say amen. We are owned by our children. Our children own us. You'll come to that revelation soon if you really love them. Brother Joseph Hammett. Sister Audrey, God bless you. She gave our dad this plaque this morning. So God bless you. I always certainly appreciate you. I was reading that. I thought, "That, that sounds... That sounds like my language. What's going on here? <laughs> I read it on the bottom, but God bless you. Appreciate you now. Joshua chapter 3, verses 14. 
bring you greetings from many of the ministers, the pastors across the country have sent their love and their greetings to each and every one of you. As you know, we're well connected here in the body of Christ. Amen. As uh, the church here at Murfreesboro, serving the Lord, journeying together in this pilgrim's uh, journey. Joshua chapter 3. I want to take you to this passage. This is the passage of Jordan. As you understand that uh, Joshua records the consummation of redemption of Israel out of Egypt. For redemption has two parts, out and in. And we notice that this is what God was doing here to the Israelites. And uh, just to save some time to, um, uh, to build the, um, the structure of the message this morning, uh, I pray you'll bear with me. In chapter 3 and verses uh, 14, and it came to pass when the people removed from their tents. It's strange. I'm talking about tents. Amen. Amen. The Israelites were always in tents. You know, they were traveling in tents. That, this is what the word tabernacle came from. Tabernacle is actually a tent. The priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And as they that bear the ark were come into, unto Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all his bank all the time of harvest. That the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap uh, very far from the city of Adam, that is beside Zaratan, and those that came down towards the sea of the plain, even the salt sea failed and were cut off, and the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bare the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. And uh, this is a very beautiful passage of scripture here uh, this morning. And I, I sort of want to take some time today and speak to the fathers of our congregation and uh, wherever the sermon may go and just try to encourage you today. Because I believe that we, we have a very challenging task for the age that we're living in when we're seeing uh, so many things that are coming in through the the, the uh, airwave to, to try to detour us away from the path that God has chosen for us as leaders. And I pray the Lord will help us today. May something be said that will encourage each and every one of you. I want you to understand now that the message today is a message to affirm you, to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing as we live in an age where we see such a, a lack of a fatherlessness. We see such a lack of these things amongst us as we will see later on in the message. Even the nation is suffering from uh, these crises. But may God help us all as men, as leaders to stand firm and to keep pressing on knowing that we, we have an awesome responsibility and accountability to not just our family but to uh, the church, to our society and our community. Let us bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we deem it such a great privilege to come before you in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. We would ask today, Lord, that you will come and anoint us, not just the speaker, but the hearer of the word. And may the Spirit of God come into our midst and 
instruct us in the ways of, of God. Give us godly instruction today. As I read in the book of Solomon's, how that Proverbs where Solomon speaks about a child that will listen to the godly wisdom and instruction of his father. I pray, Lord, that you'll make us teachable people today. Strengthen us, I pray, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the church says, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Uh, The subject today I want to speak on is the ark bearers. In this chapter, the priests, the spiritual fathers, had the awesome responsibility to carry the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Ark represented the presence of God to all Israel. Wherever the Ark of God was, it represented God's divine presence. And everywhere the Israelites were, that they were sure that the Ark of God was there because you understand This was their protection between them and the heathen nation. You see, the Israelites were not powerful and above and a super nation simply because that they were large in numbers, but simply because God's presence enshrouded them. Because you understand they were uh, ultimately outnumbered by the heathen nations. This is why God spoke to them that it's not by power or by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. So we see that the presence of God is a vital piece of uh, 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 material, not only to the Israelites, but to all Christians this morning. You see, significantly, the head of each home had to possess the presence of God to enable godly leadership over their families. Now, we notice in Joshua 3 and 15, we are told that Jordan was overflowing its banks at the time of the harvest. I want you to notice now that it was at harvest time when God was getting ready to cross Israel into their promised land. It was at the time of the harvest or at the end of the consummation. In our terminology, it will be at the end of the age. At the end of time where God had decided now for the Israelites to move out of Egypt and into the promised land. We find the priests were faced with a great challenge as we see in the scripture on that day. Because Jordan had floodgates, and it was a great dilemma in itself. And Jordan at floodgates was a very dangerous place for any person to cross. But yet God made it so that the Israelites will have this crossing at one of the most dangerous interval of their journey. You realize that the Israelites came through many difficulties. They came through many trials, many dilemmas. They encountered many setbacks and and many battles. But this was known to be one of the greatest 
test of their faith and obedience to God as he brought them down to a, a raging, a raging river. A, 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 a sea, a, a river that was raging with, with boiling water, a, a state that seems frightening to the human minds. But you see, God had instilled in these spiritual leaders and had told them that when the time come, they will cross Jordan by the grace of God. You see, nevertheless, these fathers of Israel, with the presence of God, were more than a match for Jordan. Hallelujah. You see, when they stepped down into the water, the power of God went into overdrive. When we come across our Jordans, when we're faced with difficulties and adversities, I want to assure you that the power of God will be there to carry you through. It said that when the uh, priests, the fathers of Israel, stepped down into the water, suddenly the power of God moved in to overdrive upon the river. And the water that was rushing down up the river was dammed up, as you see in the scripture. Down river, it was if at someone had turned off the faucets. And the huge volume of water on the north side formed a large wall and stood, the Bible said, in a heap. Now you understand, this is against the law of gravity. Sometimes God will supersede his own laws. Water does not go up, it goes down. This time God's power moved the water against his own laws and moved it in another direction. Am I talking to you this morning? It doesn't matter what river is overflowing you this morning. God's power is capable to go against his own law today and intercede for you. You see, fathers, I want to say to you that God can do the impossible for you when his presence is near you. You see, God sent these fathers into a whipping, raging river, uh, 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 overflowing. And this was done to test their faith and their obedience. God does not do anything by mishap or by chances. Where you're at today is not by a mishap or a chance. There are no chances and mishaps with God. He knows how to lead us. And He will never leave and lead us where His grace cannot keep us. And I believe our footsteps are ordered by God. Can you shout amen? I believe the presence of God is leading His church this morning. Every father will soon discover that being a competent and a spiritual father in our day is the same test of our faith and our obedience to God. You see, we cannot afford to be spiritually incompetent. We will never make this crossing unless we are given to become spiritual men. Christian fathers are called to be faithful in many ways. 
to lead their family spiritually, to live exemplary lives, and to present Christ and represent Christ at home. God looks for us in those things. We have a great responsibility upon our shoulders. We're carrying the ark of God. And our families are depending upon our leadership to cross us into the uh, Jordan, over Jordan, into the promised land. I want you to understand that Christian fathers are priests within their homes. They listen, support, heal, provide, and empower their families. They themselves are spiritual men who reflect God's word and seek God's leadership and guidance. We're not just men in this society that wakes up in the morning without a purpose. But we are God seekers that seeks the leadership for our family as we live in a very crucial time. You see, the crisis we are facing in our homes and churches is a lack of spiritual fathers. I don't say this church. The cry of today is we need more spiritual fathers. I want you to allow me to weigh in on this uh, in a natural for just a, 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 a few minutes. As we well know, the natural types, the spiritual. This is astonishing and a very astonishing article just came out on Fox News this Friday. The title of it is, America's Crisis is a Lack of Fathers. By Burgess Owens, Byron Donalds, and Jack Brewer. They said, let me give you some natural statistics now. Data from the United States Census Bureau shows nearly 18.5 million children grow up without their fathers, which in turn lead to the United States owning the title of the world's leading in fatherless. We know that the fatherhood is essential to the development of children and increased involvement of fathers in the home leads to better results on a wide variety of outcomes. There is little doubt that America is experiencing an unprecedented fatherless crisis. Approximately 80% of single parent homes are led by single mothers. This staggering statistics has not only destroyed the nuclear family, that's a mother and a father, the normal mother and father and children family, but has devastated communities across the nation. For example, 85% of children, teens with behavioral disorder came from fatherless homes. There's a rise in crime, substance abuse, incarceration, decreased social mobility. We must acknowledge the impact of fatherless, uh, fatherlessness. This is caused in our homes and our churches. 
we can no longer afford to ignore the debilitating impact the fatherless homes have on our youth and our churches. This is your news that's saying this. We must recognize now we as fathers empower, teach, develop our children plays a direct role in their well-being, mental health, and ability to preserve through adversity. They close with this. Lastly, the God, uh, the, to the God-fearing fathers throughout our nation, we ask that you look beyond your homes and make intentional efforts to uh, coach, mentor, and support the fatherless children in our communities that, that at very last we owe to ourselves, our children, and our fellow countrymen. Staggering, isn't it? This is coming from the secular world. And I know that is in the realm of the natural. But I wonder how many fathers are missing in action on the spiritual front of their homes. We're starting to see substance abuse within the homes of the message people. We're starting to witness incarceration amongst our teenagers in the message. We're starting to see a staggering statistics of decline in leadership within our message. Can you say amen? I want to say this morning, if you are the predestinated of God, then you are born to be spiritual men in this age. We were created in the image of God. We were made in the image of God to be fathers. What a sad thing it is today. As we look across our nation, so many fatherless sons and daughters. And the statistics went on to say that 70% of the, the boys will follow in the footstep even though they haven't been raised by their fathers. And they will experience uh, uh, substance abuse and incarceration because in their mind they know that not, they did not have someone there to help them and represent them. What about the churches today? We may have good, healthy fathers, but I believe God is calling us like he's called Gideon in the Bible to rise up in the age and take the challenge to be fathers to our young people, our young men, our young women. They need mentoring. They need coaching. They need leadership. Hallelujah. We should have those small workshops around this church. Where godly sisters are, are, are taking the young people and having small workshops with them. Teaching them the way of holiness and righteousness. How to be chaste virgins and keeper of the house. We need uh, leaders to rise up in small groups uh, that will men be men. That will rise up and teach our men how to take the responsibility and cross us over into Jordan. Hallelujah. But you know what? We're in a message. We're too, too spiritual for all these things. We're so heavenly minded. We're no earthly good. But we realize our young people need us. They're needing us more than we realize it. They're looking to us as, as role models. 
They're looking to us because the nation is failing and the churches are failing and the homes are failing. To whom shall they go? But we're called to be spiritual men. It takes spiritual men to be priests of their house, to be priests of their homes, men who are full of compassion and faith in the saints. Praise God. And brethren, I commend you this morning. I thank God for you. I'm just trying to fertilize you, encourage you. Let's just, just keep going. Keep going. You're doing a great job, but keep going. Hallelujah. Like the brother was eating watermelon, and they asked him, how do you like it? He said, there's more. There's more. There's more of this. There's more that we need. Amen. In our age, we can make the difference, not only in our community, in our churches, but in our nation. We have to start within our church, within our homes. I read the story, and you are all familiar with it, of, of Johnny Appleseed. You know, Johnny Appleseed started, amen, planting one seed everywhere he went. And he told everybody that soon there are going to be apples all over the nation. They didn't believe it. They did not believe it. They didn't believe him. But the thing about it, we are the recipients of good Washington apples now. Because Johnny Appleseed kept on planting. I'm calling to some fathers that keep on planting the seed in their homes, in their church, in their lives. Be an exemplary life. I don't mean just do as I say and not as I do. But be the father that your children are looking for you to be this morning. Just think for a moment about the responsibility of what these priests did on this particular day. They were bearing the Ark of the Covenant while all the people of Israel passed over to the other side. That is an awesome responsibility. If our family are going to pass over to the other side, we must bear the Ark of God. They're depending on us to see them clear over into the promised land. They could not move or let the ark down, the Bible says, for a rest. They have to shoulder their responsibility. You see, the ark carried a tremendous amount of weight. And I've given you the statistics before, but I want to give it to you again. The ark of the covenant being about three and a half feet by two feet and it was covered with gold on the inside and on the outside. The ark weighed one ton. That's 2,000 pounds. That means that each priest was responsible for holding up anywhere from 175 pounds to as much as 500 pounds by those wooden beams that were hooked into its rings. That's a heavy responsibility. I'm driving a point this morning. That's a heavy responsibility. And God was depending upon these priests to bear up the weight of the ark of the covenant. Hallelujah. Man, it is our awesome responsibility to hold within us the presence of God in this age. Man, I want to say that the responsibilities that we have as a priest of our home is, as I said a couple of weeks ago, a very weighty matter. 
and we cannot afford to shirk our responsibilities. We have to be spiritual men first and foremost in everything else that we are doing has to be secondary in our lives. We have to hold a responsibility of who we are in everything and understand that that is the priorities in our lives. There are always rivers, I want you to know this morning, at flood stage that stands between us and the grace in the promised land. But fathers, we are given the anointing and given the responsibility to bring our family from Egypt into the Holy Ghost. And that is done by a life we live before our families. You believe it? You see, when we begin to put these priorities in place, everything else has the tendency to take care of itself. We have to cross our families this morning. We have to cross them over. You see, the wives and the children did not have that responsibility of crossing into Canaan's land. That awesome responsibility was placed upon the shoulder of the priests, the fathers. If they fail, the family fails. If they fail, the children fail. The church fails. So to cross us into our Holy Ghost, we need priests, the bearer of the arts in the saints. You believe it? Spiritual character only takes place when men are willing to cross spiritual Jordans in the age. And no man just happened to fall into greatness, much less spiritual greatness. It takes some sweating. It takes some gears. It takes this responsibility. It takes experience. Yeah, it, takes, it takes years of walking in integrity with wisdom and, and, and integrity in your lives. You can't expect people to just respect you overnight unless you've been tested by God. You have to have stability. You've got to have experience. You've got to be stable and let God prove you. You believe that? Notice, no man just walked into greatness just as it is. Hallelujah. You earn that. Respect is earned. Respect is earned. Hallelujah. You don't go to the store and say, let me buy two pounds of respect. You can expect your family to just suddenly respect you because you wear the pants and say, I'm the father. You got to act as a spiritual art bearer in your homes. You believe it? Hallelujah. You, you have the awesome, awesome responsibility of leading your wife. She's depending on you. Her salvation is depending on yours. How you handle life will affect the family, your wife, and your children. We're going to get into some things here in just a moment. You see, there must be some stamina to keep standing strong. Even though the weight is very heavy. Brothers, I want you to know I understand the responsibility of carrying the weights. Not just as a spiritual uh, priest of the church, but of my family. 
and a ministry that we have, God has allowed us to have by His grace. It's a very heavy matter. But we need some stamina. You see, this stamina to keep bearing the weight as a priest of our home, the art bearer. Enduring fathers are willing to carry their families into the promised land. If you're a father, if you're the head of the house, you're going to carry your family into the promised land. You believe it? Hallelujah. The husband will carry the wife. The husband will carry the children. They have the Holy Ghost anointing with the presence of God upon their lives. Hallelujah. Fathers, you understand that you are different. You are made different. You're made to be, you're made to be strong men. You're made to be men with stamina. What's in your lives? Men that are not wavered. Men that will not just flip-flop in life. Men that will not just take the shortcuts in life. You are made to be a rock and a pillar in your families. You are the example of your families. The way that you go about, the way you carry yourselves with your wives, your children, it carries an effect upon their lives. If you're talking derogatory things with your children and then expect them to respect you, it's not going to happen. If you're acting like the men in the world to your wife, she's not going to respect you. You can't expect to snap your fingers and then they say, oh, that's my daddy. You might be a daddy by, by uh, just by the natural limits. But what about a spiritual father to those uh, heritage that you have? Yes, enduring fathers will always be willing to carry their families into the promised land. We have to watch the way that we conduct ourselves and carry ourselves. You have to hold a certain, a certain image before your families. You can't expect them to act like them and to act the way they're doing and do the things they're doing and then suddenly say, I'm daddy, you need to listen to me. Or I'm the head of the house here. We lead them by an example. Listen, I have three wonderful, godly children, and I thank God for them. A son and two daughters and four grandchildren, three granddaughters and a grandson. And I'm always aware of how I carry myself among these children, even to my grandchildren. I know that they watch my life because they watch me preach at this pulpit. And there's something about it. I laugh, we're, not, we're, we're everyday family like everybody else. But my children will tell you they know that. There's something about daddy that's different. They're not afraid of me. They're not fearful of me. But they understand there are certain respects that comes there because of the way that I've carried myself with my family. The respect you have for me in this church and around the world. It's not because uh, that I just made that up. It's because of the way that I've conducted my life. That comes from experience and stability in your lives. God requires that of us. 
Men who are willing to lay aside leisure and self and catch the revelation of how important bearing the ark is. They will lead their homes from bondage into liberty. You see, when the priests bearing the ark stood enduring, the Israelites crossed over with a testimony of victory to the other side. Their victory relied upon the priest's shoulders, the spiritual men of that day. And I believe in this age, our families someday are going to thank us when we cross the other side and we stand together. And they're going to say, Daddy, I want to thank you for standing strong. I want to thank you for being an example. I want to thank you for saying no to certain things in our families. I want to thank you for being the leader of our home because you have helped us cross into our Jordan. Hallelujah. Of our Jordan into the promised land. You have given us a testimony of victory today. You know, I have heard it said so oftentimes, and Jesus even said it of the Ten Commandments, there was only one commandment that's given to us with a promise that we will have long life and prosperity in this life. You know what that is? To honor your mother and your father and your days shall be long. You know what honor your mother and your father means? To walk in the footsteps that they have walked in. To serve the God that they are serving. My kids pay me the better, the best honor when they serve the God that I serve. That is the greatest honor they can give me is to serve Jesus Christ in a reckless age that we're living in. You believe it? Understand now that the people benefited from the priests bearing the ark. I want you to watch this now. Get your Bibles open in Joshua chapter 4 and verses 2 quickly. And I'll rehearse it again. The Bible says in Joshua 4 and 2, Take you 12 men out of the people, out of every tribe a man. Now I want to instruct you this morning, you've got to be chosen for this task. You've got to be chosen for this task. Not everybody can do this. If God has given you the awesome responsibility to be a husband and to father children, then you are chosen. In verses 3, command ye them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, uh, out of the place where the priests' feet stood form, twelve stones, and ye shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. Now, do you understand that stone in the Old Testament represented a testimony? He's saying that you are going to walk out of this Jordan with a testimony. Watch this now, verse 6. That this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in the time to come, saying, what mean ye by these stones? Verse 7. And ye shall answer them, that water 
of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial unto your children, the, unto the children of Israel. For what? Forever. The people had a testimony because the priests bore the ark. You're going to have a testimony because your husband, your father has bore the presence of God in your lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's not to say that your children are not going to challenge you. That's not to say your children are not going to backslide. That's not to say that they're going to try all sorts of new things in this age. But you know what? When they look back, amen, and they see you, they'll still see you standing right where you are. Hallelujah. They'll still see you have the same testimony you've always had. And because of that testimony, they'll follow in that footsteps. You believe it? And I know some of you right now, perhaps your children have gone astray. Or maybe they're just wayfaring right now. But I'm telling you, stand firm. Stand firm. Stand where they can see you. Stand there until they all cross over into Jordan. The people had a testimony because the priests bore the Ark of the Covenant. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You don't have to raise your hands, but I'm sure you've got backslidden children. I'm sure you've got children that they're doing things that you're not happy with. You know what God is telling you? Stand right where you're at. Stand like a rock. Stand right in Jordan. Don't move. Stand firm where God has called you this morning. You see... Fathers don't want to say, your homes will have a testimony. Your homes will have a memorial. By your wives, by your children. That obedience to God was carried out. And when your children and your wives see that obedience to God was carried out by you, they'll follow in that footsteps. You believe it? I want to say this morning that every, every disorder is brought to order when fathers are bearing the ark. It will. It will come into place. It all comes right back to this. I thought it was rather strange. Lord allowed me to come across that just the other day on my news. I've got a news app and it just popped up. America's crisis is a, is a lack of father. And I thought, oh my goodness, natural types of spiritual. How is this affecting the spiritual church that we're in today? We can no longer hide behind religion. We can just say, I'm in the message, and that's all there is. We've got the same problems they've got outside. We've got the same temptation the world has outside. We're no different than anyone in the world. It's only by the grace of God we've heard our names called in this age. You believe it? You see, the wife will find her place. The children will have a testimony. We need enduring fathers to keep standing. What God is looking for is stamina and stability. God wants you to stand right where you're at. When you stand there, your children will find you. They may go astray, but they'll come and they'll find you. Because just like God, he was there all the time. Your family knows who to call when they're in trouble. They know who to call to pray when they're in trouble. 
You know why? Because you're standing firm. You're standing firm. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what people are saying. Remember where you're standing as a memorial. As a memorial. Keep on standing, my dear brothers. To be that model of God, fearing men in a godless age. Notice that the priests did not quit from bearing the ark. Imagine that. Imagine that. When I looked into this, Brother Greg, as I said, I've given you the statistics many times before. Imagine up to 175 pounds to 500 pounds. If there's only four men carrying the ark symbolic to the fathers of this age, and they were standing there until everybody crossed over into Canaan's land. Imagine that, friends. There was a great number of the Israelites that stayed back in Israel, that turned back and went back into Egypt, but there was still a great number that went into Canaan's land. Imagine these men standing there with the ark of God upon their shoulders. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, these priests, these fathers did not quit. They did not give in to the pressure of the age. They did not give in to the, to the trials of this age. They stood on firm grounds. Look at verses 3 with me quickly. In verses 3 says, The priests' feet stood firm. Hallelujah. We need some men with firm feet. Firm feet. Amen, I'm planting myself. Amen, and nothing's going to move me. Nothing's going to move me. No winds of doctrine is going to move me. No enticing spirits is going to move me. No seed of discrepancy is going to move me. Because I've got a family to cross over into the Holy Ghost land. The Bible said a priest's feet stood firm. My affirmation to you men in this church is to stand firm. Where God has called you to be. Hallelujah. Let me give you a very staggering statistics. 80% of people in the message who has gotten angry at pastors and has left the church over some disgruntled stuff has lost their families. 80% that I know of uh, people who have gotten mad in the message churches, jerked their families out, got angry at the preacher, have lost their families. And I don't mean that mean, friends. I don't say that in a way to throw on anybody. You sometimes have to stand right where God has called you. Doesn't matter what's happening. Satan is going to send storms in the church. You're going to have all kinds of storms come through the church. We're not exempted from the world or the storms out there. Storms are going to happen in the church. But as the prophet says, stay with your pastor. Hallelujah. You know why? Because if he's feeding you the word, he's going to cross you over into Jordan. Hallelujah. Three decades of pastoring, I've seen it. I pastor large churches, small churches, medium churches, all-sized churches. I've come to the reality as whoever God has placed before me, then let it be so. I'm going to preach to who God has placed before me. But we've seen a lot of things, haven't we, sweetheart? Amen. We see these storms. Brother Bram said that, you know, Satan is going to send storms in the church. He's going to shoot people with poison. Get them to be dissatisfied. 
start picking at the ministry. Start shooting out arrows. I said, brothers, it's time to stand firm in the word. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm on a fox trail right now. I'm not going to say a lot more, but it's Father's Day. You see, it was their determination that there will be godly men. They wanted to see complete and total deliverance of victory to the Israelites. So it doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't matter there's a date that the Korah rose up. It doesn't matter there are leaders in the, in the congregation that's rising up, that's trying to take the people back to Egypt. We are standing here for our families. The Bible said it was men of renown that created the issues for Joshua. But Joshua said, choose me out some godly men in the congregation and let them stand here in Jordan with their feet planted in the river and I'm going to cross their families to the other side. They bore the ark until every victory was won. Praise God. Brothers, I'm with you out there. We are going to bear this ark until every victory is won. I don't care how heavy it gets. It doesn't matter how long it takes our family to cross Jordan. We're going to keep on standing firm. We're going to stand firm until every member is crossed over into the promised land. The Bible said they bore the ark until every victory was won. They took back their families to complete restoration and will not settle for less. I'm waiting on John. I'm wearing on I'm waiting on Mary. I'm wa- waiting on my son. I'm waiting on my daughter. I'm waiting on my grandchildren. What are you still doing in the river, Brother Hammond? I'm bearing up my families. Hallelujah. I'm waiting on Jamie. I'm waiting on Mary. I'm waiting on my grandchildren. I'm waiting on everybody. What are you doing? This job is not up to you. God has commissioned me to stand firm. You believe it? I'm not only speaking to fathers now. I'm speaking to mothers as well. Amen. Sometimes you've got to stand alone. And it may look overwhelming. It may appear overwhelming. It may seem enduring. It may seem like a long time. Oh, this has been a long time, Lord. I've been standing here for so long. You know what God says? Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He said, well, God has promised me such and promised me such, but it it hasn't happened as yet. The question is, are you standing firm? Are you in the place where God has commissioned you to stand? You believe it? Oh, I love it. You see, they, 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 they never did listen to Satan's, uh, uh, Satan's uh, lies. They didn't listen to Satan's lie that their, their children and their daughter will be left and die in Egypt and they will never serve God. They never did. They weren't watching the, the water mounting up on the wall. They weren't distracted by the evidence. They saw a promise. They weren't discouraged by what Satan was doing. They took courage and stood firm. You believe it? 
They didn't listen to Satan's lie and said, oh, your children are going to die. Your daughters are going to die in Egypt. You might as well leave your position and go back and get them. God didn't say for you to go and get them. He will bring them to you. You believe it? God said he's going to bring your families to you. All you got to do is stand firm. Are you with me this morning? Stand firm. You love him. Oh, what a blessing this morning as we look into this passage. You see, they, they wanted nothing more but to see them free from Egypt slavery. Hallelujah. I trust you feel that way about your heritage, about your children and your wives. You want to see them free from Egypt's slavery. God's not taking you back to Egypt. It's taking you into the promised land. You believe it? How many wants to see your family free from Egypt's slavery? To see them triumphing over addictions. To see them shouting over in the promised land. They saw to it that everything that God promised to their family was finished. They were the last one out of Jordan. Hallelujah. Praise God. These men weren't, they, they weren't afraid. Everybody was running, looking at the water mounting up on the wall. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting out of here as fast as I can. I, I, I'm going to run for my life. But these fathers, they just stood right there. They stood right there in the presence of God. Because they know what, uh, what was upon their shoulders was not just anything. It was the actual presence of God, tabernacle, and the ark of the covenants. And if God be for you, brothers, can be against you. You believe it? Oh, I love it. They saw to it that everything that God had, had promised their families was finished. I want you to watch verses 10 quickly with me, if you don't mind giving us the scripture. And the Bible says in verses 10, And for the priests which bear the ark stood in the midst of Jordan until everything was finished. Oh, oh I can stand right here. Until everything was finished. I'm not leaving until everything is finished. Satan, you can't move me. I'm standing until everything is finished. You catch the revelation now. I love it. Let's read it again. For the priests which bore, bare the ark stood in the midst of Jordan until everything was finished. Hallelujah. It didn't go into detail as what is finished. But you can finish it until my health is finished. Until my, my mind is finished. Until my mental health is restored. Until my physical health is restored. Until my family is restored. You believe it? Until everything was finished. The art bearers brought about changes to their household. I love that. Oh, they brought about changes to their households. When they crossed into the land from the old man of Cease, when they left Egypt, and when they came into the new land, they, they experienced some changes. Even their diets changed. Their well-beings changed. Everything changed. Everybody was healthy. The shoes that they were walking in never wore out. Amen. God provided for them until they crossed into Canaan's land. 
Hallelujah. Oh, I believe it. The art bearers brought about changes in their household. I know people are saying, oh, I'm praying for God to change my family. God, I'm, I'm waiting for you to bring about change. All you got to do is stand firm. All you have to do is stand firm on the grounds that God has called you to stand on. I've often said, be the change you want your families to be this morning. This is striking now. What's the strength of the priests? If there's a heavy weight, and I believe there is a heavy weight for bearing the ark. There's also the strength of the priests to match the challenge. Look at verses 17 again. Can you go there with me? Verses 17. And the Bible says, And the priest that bare the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. Joshua sounds like a southerner, doesn't he? Amen. Until they were passed clean over to the other side. You need to tell the devil right now, not all has crossed over yet. Not all has crossed over yet. When all has crossed over, then I'm going with them. You see, this verse indicates to us that there was strength that bore the weight and the responsibility of their burden. There was a solid foundation that they were standing on. They weren't just standing on just, you know, just myths, just a whim out there, friends. I love stable families. I love to see people stable and steady. I've always believed in consistency and stability. I'm where I'm at today because of stability and consistency. When I was asked to manage the company, that I came in sweeping the floor because my degree was not transferable from where I came from, even into the States. As I, you know, I, I lived in Canada when the schooling there, the credits were not match up with the United States standards. You know what I did? I swept the floors. And I said, if you can't look at my degree, look at my character. And brother, within three weeks, I went from the floor to the biggest office there was in there. You know what people are looking for? Stability, consistency, integrity. You believe it? Hallelujah. I want to ask you something. When you leave a job, does people cry or do they say good riddance? You ought to leave an impact upon this world. Everywhere you go, not just in church, it's easy to shout in church. It's easy to holler in church, but you got to shout where you live. Are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. God help me today. Oh my, I better hurry. Amen. Don't you love him? Is this all right? Can I just finish? Can you give me just about 10 or 15 minutes more just to finish this? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I believe the Lord is with us today. You see, they simply had confidence in God that he was going to help them to overcome. Their faith came from the fact that there were some victories in their past. And that they had witnessed the powerful hand of God in operation. Hallelujah. If you want to know if God is with you, look back in the past. And you'll see the powerful hand of God in your lives this morning.
You believe it. Look at your past. There are some things that God could deliver you from, and he will do it again. There's some things that God delivered you from, could and can and will, and he will do it again. Despite the fact that the job they were attending to was very challenging, God empowered them to accomplish the task. You're not alone, man. You're not alone, fathers. God has endowed you with the power to lead your families. You believe this? And God didn't anoint me the way he's anointing me this morning just to give you a good message. You know, trust me, I would much rather be with my family, amen, somewhere enjoying a nice meal right now. But I feel compelled to come and to speak to you this morning. I felt compelled to shut in with God for three days so I can deliver you a message that will stir your spiritual lives. Do you love the Lord? Do you love Him? This kind of sermon will come just by punching in uh, some kind of a word in a computer just to see what Brother Branham said. Or to just punching a few little uh, scripture just to see what the scripture says. They're bursted by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. God channeled through a vessel to speak life to his church. You believe it? You love God? Hallelujah. Yes, my standards are hard to meet. When it comes to ministry, the standards are very high. Amen. The standards are very high. You believe that? God empowered them to accomplish the task. Hallelujah. And you know how they did this? By standing. By standing. Some of you fathers are here. You may not even have a voice in the church, but you're standing. I mentioned Brother Leonard earlier. He's standing. Never heard a word, hear a word out of him, but he's standing. I mentioned Brother Guy earlier, but he's standing. When I look across the audience, these men are quiet, but they're standing. We, all we have to do is standing. And we'll do it by continuing standing. The Bible said the priest stood in Jordan until all the people of Israel passed through all the way over. Hallelujah. They stood there until God parted Amen, uh, Jericho. Hallelujah. And all the people are crossing over. I know your children are crossing over. And with you, those of you listening to me online, your children are going with you. Your family are going with you. Your heritage are going with you. It seemed long, but stand. You believe it? The priest, the Bible said, stood in Jordan until all the children of Israel passed through. Uh, the parted uh, river. They occupied a place of honor and danger. You see, mo most just see only the honor and never the danger. They never see the danger. You realize you, wives and you children, you realize your, your husbands are standing in a dangerous place to cross you over. You realize that every demon of hell has broke loose against them in this age. Some people only see the place of honor and not the danger. But may God open your spiritual eyes. They had to endure the test of courage and patience. They had to overcome their own weariness and discomfort as they held up the ark of God. They too got tired. 
They too got discomforted. But they say, they said to themselves, I got a wife. I got children. I got grandchildren. I got heritage that is depending on me to cross them over this Jordan. You believe it, friends. My, my affirmation to you is keep standing, brothers. Keep standing, Brother Greg. Keep standing, my brother. Sometimes we're dragging. Sometimes we're slow. Sometimes we're barely moving. But the fact is we're moving by the grace of God. You see, if you realize the cost that is involved in the anointing, that they get to walk by on the way to the promised land. Few people realize that. Few people realize the anointing that they get to walk to on the way to the promised land. They don't realize that you've got some praying husband and praying fathers. Even there's an anointing upon their lives. Don't take that for granted. You see the presence of the priests held back the tide of Jordan, which was at the floodgates. The presence of the priests blesses others. You believe that? This anointing I'm under, amen, comes with a cost. But you are the recipients of it. And you realize you're blessed because there's an anointing in this church. And it'll break every stronghold. You believe that? Hallelujah. Don't take your husbands for granted. Don't take your fathers for granted. Don't judge them too harshly. Pray for them. Hold up their hands. Tell them that they can make it. Let them know that they are able to make it in this age. Let them know that if I'm going to be in the rapture, I'm depending on your leadership to take me through. Praise God. You believe it? What if, what if these men had given in to weariness? You see, the presence of the priest blessed their family. But what if they had given into weariness? What if one or two or three of the priests would have uh, uh, left their responsibility? What if they would have uh, lost their courage when they looked at the walls of water? They were men. These men in here are men. And they're challenged from every angle. Hallelujah. They need some wives and some children to hold up their hands and say, Daddy, we know you can make it. Daddy, apply the token to the door. Daddy, apply the token to the door. Daddy, you can do it, Daddy. We're depending on you. You believe that? What if they would have given into laziness on that day? You ought to thank God from the depths of your soul if you have a father in your life that is unwavering and his commitment to hold the anointing of God over your families. Hallelujah. Can we give some of these fathers a good round of applause this morning? And thank God for these men that can hold the anointing of God in place over your families. I want to thank God for them. I want to thank God from the very depths of my heart because the duty of the priests held back the water and kept the ground dry and provided a safe passage. These spiritual fathers was not distracted by the massive walls of water. The people might have, but not the art bears. So no, I'm not looking at that. 
I'm not looking at how many times I failed. I'm not looking at my past. I'm not looking at my shortcoming. God said for me to stand right in this place, and I'm standing until my members, the members of my family, have crossed all the way over. Are you willing to do that this morning? Are you willing to cross over as our musicians please come? Are you willing to cross all the way over into the promised land? You see that they understood that there was a deeper thing to attending to their duties. And they realized that safe passage to the next depended on them. And I want to close by encouraging every father and grandfather to never give in to compromise, to weariness, and to carelessness. I'm encouraging you to be courageous and to be patient, enduring until all of your children, your wife, make it safely across this treacherous Jordan as we see it. Stand, uh, stand firm on the grounds that God has called you. Amen. And don't underestimate the strength and the influence that is in your lives. Fathers, I ask you to take your stand on the crucial and the important things of life as we all stand to our feet. Don't waste your strengths and influence on silly, petty, and non-profitable matters of this life. Your family must see something in you. That stands out from the other people of the world. They must see something in you that is real. That is genuine. That is not a fake. And they can truly say, my daddy is not perfect, but my daddy is real. There must be someone to stand in our generation. And I'm calling for every father, including myself, on all of us that we we stand. We have to stand. And don't be surprised in this age as to who is backsliding. Just let it take you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Stand for the necessity of holiness. Stand for the values of separation from the world. A father who is bearing the ark with love and the old paths. Amen. He will be Hungry for preaching that defines what righteousness is all about. Somewhere, somebody has to take a stand and it might as well be a father in this church. We ought to honor every godly father who is doing this best in our times to stand in this age. I honor all the fathers. And may God bless them this morning as we close this sermon I want to say I know a lot of fathers that are doing the very best to get out, amen, that they can to uh, get their family to the place where they need to be. And I want to commend you fathers to keep standing. Hallelujah. Stand where you're standing. I know you're doing the very best that you can to get your families out of the bedrock of Jericho into the promised land. And if you will stand, God will stand for you today. Friends, Jericho's river is full of bedrocks. And your family will not, 
falter and they will not fall into Jericho because you the fathers are standing to get them out of this bedrock of Jericho this morning. I encourage every man to keep your feet planted in a firm place. To keep your hand on the handle of the ark. So much depend on what you're doing in this generation, church of God. I want to encourage you by saying, brothers, on this day, we shall commit ourselves as never before to bearing the ark of our families. The ark bearers. The ark bearers. May God help us this morning. Are you willing to continue standing, church? Are you willing to continue standing, fathers? To stand in this age and say, Lord, I'm going to continue standing. I'm not perfect, but I'm going to change some things about me. I maybe I've left my post of duty and ran back into Egypt. I've been kind of wafering. I've been kind of a, you know, just kind of flip-flop around. But, Lord, I want to stand firm. I want to stand firm. I want to be that father to just keep standing firm. Is that your desire today? Is that your desire today? You know, Brother Bram said that, you know, he said, don't do that. He said, don't take your families from pillar to post. He said, you, 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 you keep them stable. Keep them somewhere. Keep them stable. You know, I'll never forget this testimony, and I want to close with it. In the old, early years, many, many years ago, my wife shared this with me. I'm just borrowing this from her this morning. You know, as Every church is going to have winds, blow through it. That's just to blow all the dry leaves out. Amen. Remember when she was just a teenager, you know, her mom is a single mother. She raised three girls and a, and a boy. There were some storms that blew through the church in Atlanta. That was a church that I helped and helped co-pastored and worked there for many years before I began pastoring full-time down in Athens, Georgia. She said, I want to share something with you. I remember when the storms were blowing so hard. Back then, it was the thing for you to be in the biggest church and whose tapes you are getting. It could be in Arizona. It could be everywhere. I'm not calling any names, but it's just everybody was sending their tapes out. And who had the biggest church was the, was the right race to be in the biggest church and Tapes got into the congregation and people became dissatisfied with the pastor. So they were going to move their families and take their families everywhere else. You know, the grass always looks green on the other side, but it's just as hard to mow. So everybody was pulling out of the church. And she said, I remember all my friends was gone. We didn't have any young people left. We didn't have anybody else. Nobody. It was just us, just a few of us gathering there in the church. And she said, I remembered my mom telling us, honey, God has sent us here, and we're going to plant our feet here. He hasn't told us to do anything else. And she says, I watched my mom through all of that. All her friends were leaving. They were bashing the pastor, bashing the church, just de-Christianizing the, the, the congregation and everybody. But they stood firm. And I, tr I truly believe because of that stand today, that God has blessed this church with an awesome pastor's wife. An awesome pastor's wife. Because she saw that her mother stood firm, she stood firm. 
Now I'm here to tell you, 80% of the people that when running after the grass is greener on the other side, not only lost their family, but a good percentage of them were divorced out in the world, running around everywhere because they wanted greater revelation, greater light. Friends, let me encourage you, stand firm in the Lord. Stand firm in the Lord. Wherever you are, wherever you go, stand firm in the Lord. God wants you to be firm like a rock, like a rock. Stand firm in the Lord. See, Brother Greg and I, we've weathered some storms before. Been together for almost from the beginning, him and myself and Brother Forrest. There's two, two last, three last men standing here. Amen. From the original, I believe. Might be a few more. But we've seen some stuff. You come a little too late to kind of tell us a little differently now. Amen. Keep standing. You stand and God will bless you. He will bless your family. I don't say that just for this church. I mean in every matter, in every decision, in your homes. You keep standing and God will stand for you. You appreciate him this morning. God bless you. Let's sing a song. Oh, as for me and, and my house, sing it with me. I know you got to go. We will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Sing it one more time. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Oh. Raise your hands and worship house. Jesus. We will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord as for me and my house. We will serve the Lord as for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. Thank you for giving me an audience this morning. Again, I want to wish all the fathers a very happy Father's Day. And uh, I'm sure your family is going to spoil you. And 
after I'm done here, then Bethany and Naomi and Wesley and all the grandkids can have me. Amen. Hallelujah. My wife. So thank you so much for uh, listening. And may the Lord bless you. We'll resume service here on Wednesday evening. And we're looking for a grand time of fellowship around the blessings of the Lord. I'll be home here for the next few weeks. Then I'll have to take off again for just a little bit. So you just try to enjoy these messages that the Lord has given them to us. I uh, think it's Brother Trevor's son. God bless you. It's good to have you in our gates. We love Brother Trevor very much. God bless you. Please give my greetings to your dad and your mom. You tell them that I love them and look forward to seeing them again. Praise God. Lord bless you all now as you go. Shake hands. Be friendly. Love one another. Say good things about each other until God. Until we meet again, God bless you and protect you and keep you in his cares and his protection. Remember to love the brotherhood. Love the brotherhood. Love the brotherhood. Love one another. John said, love one another. When John can preach anymore, and that's the only message he has in first, second, third, John, some of the deacons kind of limb him up and brought him up to the pulpit, and he stood at the pulpit. You know what his message was? Little children, love one another. Amen. Love one another. Amen. God bless you as you go. Enjoy your Father's Day with your special special fathers and we all know that we are the best fathers don't kid yourself we're all the best fathers amen because these commercial guys out there making all these cards giving it they're making the same card for everybody the same card they're giving you they're giving me that says you're the best father in the world you're kidding me amen god bless you we love you we appreciate you until we meet again you're dismissed in jesus don't forget all the fathers to exit out the back oh yes they have yes. something for you today yes forgive me yes they have some kind of a some little token of love